It's View From 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. Hey yo, good morning America, good morning Erica, who gave me good head while watching good morning America. Episode 109 of View From 202, after double game week with mixed results for the Red Bulls, it's Britt, Peaches, and Sam. How are you guys? Hey Britt. Hey. I had a four day weekend, so I'm very... Uh... I'm very w- rested, rested, but I'm a bit too rested. Like, I came back to work, and I was just like, oh, I have to do this again. Do you ever come back mm. fully rested and ready to fucking go to work? Because no. I feel like I've never gotten to that point. I don't think I I've feel ever... Like if I ever take more than, like, two days, uh, I feel more... Uh, I just feel tired and then uninspired. To yeah, I feel to used like, to oh, not doing anything. I come back and I'm like, oh, I live like this. Yeah, normally? like this is what it's I need total to bullshit my time. to like recharge your batteries. That's to a remember lie. what to remember what it is you actually do. Yeah, today I just I felt I I had a very good yoga session at Ooh. lunch and my shoulders <laughs> felt very like way too good to actually do work. So you, I just during went, your uh, two hour lunch. Well, actually, like it is, it is in our office. It's sanctioned by the commissioner. Please, oh, no not, shit. That's actually really cool. Yeah, I'm not pulling. I'm not pulling a fast. But you just like casually left the office and went to a studio somewhere no. in, in like Park Slope. Or, like, I also took lunch, but okay. <laughs> so uh, kind of. Oh, yes. so that was separate from the yoga. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, nice. I, but, I would appreciate yes. it if Sam did not snitch on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Sam. What? It was a celebration of Labor Day. We'll no, say. yeah, I mm-hmm. think it's okay. fine. Yeah. Fair enough. And I think Brit's getting his work done. I have no, I have no worries. Yeah. M- emergencies managed. Did yeah. you also organize a picket line? Uh, no, not not this year. Um, <laughs> but perhaps being too rested might be a good theme for the Red Bulls this week. As wow, we were boy, rested, do they need it? Uh, well, they're going to get a rest needed. But also, the first team was rested on Wednesday, but it didn't seem to make much of a difference Mm-mm. for Saturday. So two games this week. Let's just start chronologically, I guess. Uh, Wednesday at home against the Houston Dynamo. This is the rescheduled game from way back when in April. We rolled out a B team. Um, I can't. I can't remember what exactly we said before this. What did we say? We, what did we anticipate? So, I think you so basically I think you, guessed all. You pretty of much got every single thing right except for Tim Parker and I, Aaron Long. I think mm-hmm. that was like the one. The switch. Did you say but, that Christian? Caceres would start. Yeah, yeah I, wow. I, I went on a whim and I said Caceres and White. Wow. I think, I think we all. I think we all had the top three correct. I was not quite as sold on White. I don't think. Oh, okay. I think it's I, just that now that with Carlitos gone, and now that you know Etienne as lone striker hasn't quite really worked. It's kind of like, well, who else? Yeah. Until a bong, you know, right. gets back, re- returns. Uh, to his glorious position in the starting uh, 18. What number will he be? Uh, well, he can't be... There are no other variations of 9 left. He can't be 99. He can't be 9. Maybe he'll be 0.9. 29? Negative 9. Yeah. 999? We could go with that. We, could, we know that we can fit three numbers on the jersey <laughs> now. So Thanks, to Thanks to Brad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, get the start for Brian White. Get a s- debut for... Christian Caceres, who uh, until this point had been completely hidden away from public sight uh, on RB2. That's right, folks. It's impossible to watch RB2. Can't be done. It's it's. <laughs> if only it were free. People and people have tried on and, YouTube and failed. To they've they've gone into madness. Their eyes were burnt out in the sun just trying to find RB2. I, I tried to look at public uh, transit directions to Montclair, and it told me to look in t- inside my wardrobe. Was it one of those ones where <laughs> it tells you to swim across the Atlantic Ocean? <laughs> no, no remember that you... stage of the internet where everything was like trying to be real cute. Right, it was you kayaking. Like, I think. Be like, how do you get to Amsterdam? And it would, you'd select walk, and it'd be like swim eight thousand miles. And everyone's like, oh man, tech giants they're our friends sweet times sweet innocent times <laughs> we had um but anyway uh Kasser starts uh tyler adams starts davis who had rested the game before starts we get uh connor late connor- no Mario started because we you know so connor laid uh, was in uh kamar lawrence's place at left back that's true okay yeah because he was guarding or, or marking uh, Elise, um, yep. and then um, yeah, we did get Amir on. Yeah, yes. Uh, so full full B squad, but I don't think we really 
thought to think about this or talked about it, but Houston also deployed a B-side with uh, several names I don't think anybody had seen before. Somebody named Bird, uh, who... What, um, an, oh, what a ridiculous name. Yes, who's, who the fuck spells it with an I? <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Complete nonce. Fool. I looked down on them. Um, somebody named Pena, who looks like Breck Shea from a distance. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Liz, they, they had one A-plus member on their squad. Liz, it was Elise and a bunch a bunch of others. And no, then no, no, uh, they, Eric Alexander, Eric Alexander of course. True, who yeah. at one point last year... The Dynamo had like almost a perfect record when he played and a terrible record when he didn't. But that was last year before everything kind of went to shit. Mm-hmm. But Elise also started. That was really the closest, I think, to their to their um, starting lineup. Um, we saw American starlet uh, Luis Gill, uh, formerly sought by the Arsenal Academy like 15 years ago. He's apparently still playing. Oof. But uh, yeah, kind of a weird uh, situation to, to be in a mutual B team game i don't for all the rotation games we've played have we ever gone against another side who is also playing a b team say the closest that it had come to that was chicago okay um when we went to chicago and they rested all their attacking Mm. players um and it felt similar to that um when like kyoto came came into the into the match Mm -hmm. in the second half um, and that was kind of like when Chicago threw on Nikolic and Delu, mm. Delu and um, Kitsai. Okay. Uh, but I think that that's sense. probably the closest, too. They did throw on Minotas as well, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, kind of, I guess, like, the Derby in the Open Cup was also kind of two B teams. That doesn't count, though. All right. Uh, that's Open like, Cup didn't happen this year. Right. right. Except for that game. But, the, like, I think everyone kind of expects to play a B team in, like, the FA Cup, so... Yeah, although I mean, against your rivals, like I like because of the match congestion, the time it was going to be a B team. But all things being equal, if if we had had a regular schedule for them, I think we might have played a full team. Maybe I don't know, but we get the job done, and it's first ever goal for Brian White. Yeah, off of an exquisite hustle play from none other than, none other than Alex Muil. Uh I want to say that I'm pissed at Chris. For already ruining Brian White's extremely high fantasy score per game. Because <laughs> he, he played him again? Because he played him again. Damn. He would have been up there for points for minutes. Yeah. Mm. But congrats to Brian. Uh, I thought he had a solid debut outside the goal as well. I mean, it was kind of a cleanup goal. Really, uh, really a product of... Uh, Chris Seitz, who, you know, once upon a time was Philadelphia Union geek goalkeeper, didn't... I don't who think I wasn't? Was, I, yeah, I don't think I was quite fully tracking his career that had somehow landed him in Houston now. But he was having a terrible time on crosses this entire game. The first 20 minutes in particular, he looked super uncomfortable about when to come out and, and why, and he was just kind of punching everything very awkwardly. But it wouldn't go Is very the, far. It, yeah. would, it, would, yeah. it would land in the 18, and then would somebody else like had to clear skew. it. He yeah. like wouldn't actually get it out. It would just kind of like a glance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what the goal comes out of, is another one of... One of those where he does not uh, quite push it wide enough or far enough, and Muil is able to get to the end line and slide it across. But um, not much really happens after that. We could have had another, but it was a rare sight in that it was kind of a kind of no frills professional performance to see the game out from there. I think this is one of the more relaxed times. I've uh, I've felt with the Red Bulls with a lead. Um, I don't really, you know, at least had a couple moments of of maybe looking like he might be uh, laid. Well, but I think that's the one matchup that everybody was worried about. Mm-hmm. And and then so and then I think Chris Armis um, recognized that and had Kamar warm up before the rest of the subs had a chance to warm up. But mm-hmm. uh, it turns out he didn't put Kamar on anyway so it was for nothing but, yeah, but there were some the goal, nervy I think he changed yeah, his mind. There were some nervy moments and you could tell that they were trying to really like just let um uh that matchup really play out on the right side with some long balls. Mm-hmm. Um and so like, you know, uh Elise is just a very fast uh uh winger um and took advantage of of just like being fat, you know, pacier and stronger than Connor Lade in those situations. Elise, but, but it panned out, so I'm not, not too worried. He kind of confused me a bit because there's that one chance he had where he got away from Connor, started cutting in, and then he just kind of kept going without shooting. 
I think it was around the top of the box, but he just didn't really ever settle into that game, I don't think. No, I mean, I think it's been a tough season for them. Yeah. Um, For him as well. Like, as soon as we scored, it was kind of like, oh, we'll try for a little bit, but if it doesn't work out, it then wasn't a huge priority. It's just like, <laughs> get them. out of it. It was kind of weird. It was kind of a nice uh, contrast, to be honest, from the couple weeks leading up to this. I feel like between the City game and then DC at home. And, you know, whatever was before that, we've had a series of very high-intensity games. So, in a way, having, like, a kind of a, a pretty empty, rescheduled Wednesday game against a bottom-of-the-table opponent where we just get a comfortable 1-0 win was, like, actually quite re- relaxing. It was refreshing. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Just like, ah, oh, yeah. Like, like, it was a palate cleanser. Yeah, it was yeah. a palate cleanser. And it, it was, it was kind of like, I don't know if I really want every game to sell out. Mm-hmm like all 30 all 18 or 17 games of the season that, like that would actually kind of be stressful like we need a couple of these like, like games sprinkled <laughs> in there to kind of just relax uh well there wasn't that much to talk about and we have two games this well, week what do you think about Casares? Oh, oh okay this uh, is the first time we see christian Casares. i thought he was good I, th- I i see what a lot of people say when they're like oh he's like another tyler adams but he's a little different in that he doesn't quite have i don't think necessarily the taste uh, the same top speed pace that Tyler does to get closed down balls, but he's very good at it. Um, but he noticeably has a very good vision moving the ball forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that every time he got onto the ball and he tried something, it was with good intention or like very clear intention. I don't think it necessarily came off well all the time. I think um, I found the ball got caught at some defenders. I, I think he needs to look up a little bit more maybe here or there, but I thought it was very strong outing. I think there were a couple of moments where it's just like him shaking off the the USL. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, he really just grew into that game. And the more it went on, the more I was impressed by him. Damn, he was born in 2000. Mm. That's mm. crazy. Mm. It's weird to think. Um, uh, That's yeah. illegal. I mean, he's, yeah, he's got some, you know, a lot of talent. Um, but it needs to be refined. And it continues to, you know be refined it with the with the twos and um I'm sure we can talk about it a little later but he probably will get a you know we'll get plenty of minutes next season uh with the first team given some uh changes uh and expected departures so but i mean overall i thought he was good yeah. um there were moments in that game where like it looked like everything was like gelling together and it kind of felt like we we're gonna have another one of those portland games where like that second team is gonna come out pretty yeah. scrappy but get get some goals yes. and get some results but it didn't end up being that way and I was a little nervous until we scored, but once we finally did, you know, all was well again. But but overall, I thought he played well. He faded a little bit toward the end of the game, um, mm-hmm. but but overall, I thought it was a really impressive first appearance in the first team. Yeah, I feel like first 20 minutes, we kind of had glimpses and flashes of that same kind of plug-and-play energy I talked about, I think, last week or the week before that was so evident in Portland, so it was nice to see a return of that. Um, but and it makes you think that in Portland, really, we poured it on very late. Yeah. in the game, like the 80th minute or something. So it, perhaps, it never really got to the critical mass it did in Portland, I don't Yeah, think. perhaps that was... You know, perhaps the difference is finer than uh, we may think at first glance. Uh, this is Andreas Ivan's first start. Before you get on me, I know he did... The announcer said Ivan, and I keep on saying Ivan, but to be fair, he also said Caceres when the board itself had an accent over the A, and I don't know. Andreas, Ivan, Ivan, whatever... Uh, First start. What do you? Did, did Wait, you looked this, this up in like a Romanian dictionary. I did look you? up Romanian uh, pronunciation guide, and it's like it's Italian or Spanish, which would be Ivan, according to the guide. But I don't know. That's actually fair. All right. I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna oscillate between the two now. That's fair. Like I say, Derby and Derby interchangeably. Yeah. I keep on forgetting to be a doctrinaire. Well, one day the Red Bull SoundCloud account will we'll be upload updated again. <laughs> Andreas we did check speaking that. his name. And they updated, updated like all the audio <laughs> files for the first game of the season. I have not touched it since. So. What were your thoughts on Ivan Ivan? Um, I thought he was okay. I mean, some people were saying that he was playing a bit injured. Um... Well, right, so that was I, like that was like after the 60th minute, right? Yeah, I just don't. But like before that, I'm not convinced yet, just because I don't like the way that he plays. I think he's he's a might be a little too slow still, kind of like my gripes with Royer. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I still have to see more of him. It, it was weird. Yeah. Like it's it's just one of those things where like 
once he starts maybe scoring, then I can kind of get a feel for what his game it's weird, is. To me, it seems like I can't think of many moments where he's making those runs or taking on defenders. Like it's, It seems like he's doing everything up until then. Mm-hmm. He's not actually making that move at the end or those runs. Yeah. Obviously. It just was nothing special. Yeah. Like he faded into that game faster than anybody else. I just I wasn't super impressed. Uh, but but the fact that he was you know he took a knock and he was injured, I think that you know explains a little bit of that performance. I'm hoping, and so hopefully he continues to like grow into the system and 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 do well. Um, but yeah, was not particularly thrilled. Mm. Uh, however, was thrilled about Escobar who oh, we yeah. haven't really talked about. Fidel gets a start. Um, which is his first start in a very long time. First start after the media rounds uh, regarding his frustrations of not being able to play and get minutes in the first team. Um, I thought he had a great game. Yeah, uh, Fidel just... I was impressed by his range, I think, of, of, of passing. He was just such a good passer. Like You watch him play the ball and it just goes exactly where he wants it to go. Um, I mean, I think, yeah, I think I, the, he just played very well, very composed, very aware um, very in, in this game, at least. Um, Are there any teams where you think like he wouldn't get into the 11? Are there any other teams where he's in, he's in this situation where he's not in the starting 11 and he's stuck behind two better center backs? Maybe SKC. Who who even like who are Atlanta's center backs? Perkerson and Gonzalez, <laughs> Gonzalez Pierce. Pierce. Is, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, doesn't like Laurentowitz like? I'm sure Tata would actually like him a lot. Though. If, I mean, if I think he would get into City's eleven now, because uh, I don't know about um, Ibiaga. Ibiaga. Does not seem anything special. Right. But when they're healthy, he probably wouldn't get in over there. Uh, I don't know. LAFC? Would, they would need him. Yeah. I think he'd be, oh, he'd be like ideal gone, yeah. for LAFC. But I feel like there's like most teams are, would, I don't know. I feel like if he spent a good amount of time, he'd break into it he at 11. Yeah. He uh, wouldn't get past, I think, Marshall and Torres. Yeah. Probably in Seattle. I was going to say, I think those it's like. are old, though. Yeah, but he wouldn't. Right, but they, right now, this year. They wouldn't. I, they I feel wouldn't like he wouldn't get through Seattle. He wouldn't get through us. I don't think he, he, you know, he, he obviously has, has it. And then City, when they're healthy, uh, I think that's really. I think maybe Atlanta. But other than that. Well, I don't Seattle, know. he'd be competing with his uh, starting teammate, right? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be kind of awesome. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Old school, new school, Panama. Yeah. So Godist for the one zero win at home against Houston. Just because it's its first goal, I want to give it to Brian White. Because right. like these things, you know, we're very calculated in how we distribute these, obviously. Mm-hmm. So very consistent. Um, yeah, thank you, uh, Brian White. Congratulations. Uh, I'm gonna give mine to Casters, um, mostly because he had one moment that reminded me to remind everyone that there are a lot of fucking chest downs in this game. A lot of balls got getting chested down. Uh, and he had one of those in the box to Fidel that was very calm and very composed. And I thought, oh, like, yeah, I was I really that. worried the entire time. Um, but I think that kind of shows the level of awareness that Castris is playing with or, like, the the, the, the vision that he has when he plays. Mm. I'm going to go with Sean Davis. I thought he looked good upon his return to the field. In an attacking position, right? In an attacking position, both with the ball and without. I thought mm. he chased the ball down well. And he kind of showed that him and Tyler both showed that kind of poise and leadership uh, necessary when surrounded by a lot of B team players. I think he was a good fulcrum in that. You were mentioning that both of them looked really, like, mature. Yeah. Like, the like the like they looked grown up. Like, the... I guess Davis is 27. Pretty, pretty grown up. <laughs> no, I think he's pretty much our age. No, he's our age. 25. Yeah. Is he old? Right. I don't think so. No, no. he's our age. Yeah. Oh, um, cool. Wodest against Houston? I don't know. Is it harsh to say Wade? Played. I guess he didn't act. He bent. He didn't break to his credit, I guess. I mean, but uh, in this kind of game, I feel like not being the most secure player just makes you the Wodest. He the got game. turned inside out a couple times where there was a point where I was like, look, it's a matter of time, Chris. Until until this guy beats him, and instead he goes come. to three in the back. Yeah, didn't come. So fine. Yeah, I don't know, but I, like a 
I guess dis dis uh, I don't know like a dishonorable mention to uh, to Ivan. I think I just I want to see a little more. Um, uh, not not convinced yet. Yeah, for a full start, you would want to see something more. A little I more. Mean, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe if it gets to start with the rest of the full eleven, I, that will never happen though. But, yeah. but you know, we'll, we'll see. Hey, as long as he gets here by October. So it was a one-zero win against Houston. Pretty pretty substantial win uh really when you think about it in that it was, it was nice three points that we didn't just leave on the table this is kind of one of our games in hand that had been there forever it's not that hard to imagine a scenario where the red bulls kind of let this become a trap game or something and and we draw only and we let a b team kind of just flounder but it didn't happen which is good because going to the weekend on saturday none of that is true <laughs> we lose three zero <laughs> at montreal um Oof. in what feels oddly familiar or and look i don't it's not that we lose to montreal that much we actually don't i was talking about this midweek or something like because i think of my and i've talked about this i think before i think of montreal as a opponent that we usually walk straight over yeah, in the league yeah, yeah and our record against them something now is like 10 4 and 2 it might be 10 5 and 2 now or something but of those losses three of them are in non-league play. Two of them are in the playoffs from, you know, the playoff series. And then one of them is from CCL when we played them in the group stages. Outside of that, our record against them is like 10-1-2 or something now. Maybe 10-2-2. So in the league, we have really kind of uh, had had our way with them, um, but Don't yet a in a way. Uh, well, so we're we're out of all matches. It's eight wins to Montreal, three draws, and ten wins to us. So head to head all time, right? Because we lost to them like four times in their house, at least I think. Yeah. Well, well so they've it, never it, beaten it, us at it home. It just feels like at, it, recently in Ooh. Montreal. We haven't won the last. We haven't brought back points. Right? So I'm, I'm looking at it now. The last, the last few home games. We so we lost last week, and then there's another loss. Two, three losses, four losses, draw, five losses. It's a draw. Six, seven. They're all away. We haven't won in Montreal since May 19th, 2012. All right. So in the league, we're ten five and two now, and in playoffs, we're. Oh three and one. Mm. So before this uh, game, we were ten four and two. Oh three and one. Yeah. So away from home in Montreal, we are one seven and two. So yeah, I guess when we play in Montreal, we do not. Play hey, we well. won once. That's true. One time in twenty twelve. That counts. <laughs> but like, yeah, we just play very poorly in Montreal. But but whenever they come to Red Bull Arena, we destroy them. We are unbeaten in the league against them at home. Yeah. Like, there's just games where we, like, stomped on them, as you said. Like the Henri game, right? That was, like, 4-1. We are, I, I believe, if I'm reading this table right, we are 9-0-0 in the league against them at home, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the one loss and the one tie are both the playoffs, one loss is the playoffs, playoffs in CCL. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. But... Yeah, still going there. It, it does feel like it's kind of a game that we, when we travel, we mentally check out for, or are fatigued, or just our heads are not in it, and it doesn't it doesn't feel like a, a good thing. And yeah, it feels like a listless performance. From you know us what on happens? Saturday. What? It, when we go play at Montreal, they play with um, the French rules, or mm. the French rule book. So we're not used to it, and we have to adjust to it. So we always lose away. You have to put the adjectives, uh, you know, after the noun yeah, instead of, and instead it's of before. Like all, we get all confused. The conjugations are all fucked. It's uh, yeah. Armis is just in the you know dressing room, just spending his entire time trying to write two sets of tactical instructions, one in English and one in French, and it just gets caught up. Can't do anything. But I don't know what's. I mean, the the goals themselves. There are two set pieces in the first Ugh. half, and then we kind of. By the time we'd kind of given up in the end, they they get. A last uh, one. very simple one um, that, you know, I, I kind of don't put too much stock into. The game was kind of already over it's by that point. It's just kind of an implosion. Yeah, it was, like, it we was look kind good. of just like a whatever, fuck it. We look good for the first 20 minutes. I mean, yeah. maybe not like... Yeah, not, we not, came not, out well. Not fantastic, but we came out like uh, very strong. And there were... I was kind of waiting for a few of those runs to click and some, you know, some chances to be had on, I feel like, one of the... 
definitely bottom tier goalkeepers in the league in Evan Bush. And so I feel like we really had some, we could have had some opportunities here. Um, but then after the 20th minute, everything fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was like the middle part. Like it started off well and then became the middle part of Vancouver and then we never scored. Mm-hmm. So is the problem zonal marking in this game? I mean, maybe like generally it's uh, an issue. Um, you look at Vancouver where we give up two set piece goals. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's, you know, an issue there. Um, both of those to kind of lost him. Yeah. And that is honestly, you got to give credit to, 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 to him, um, as opposed to really, I mean, I think you do more so than really question the system, uh, or the defensive structure, um, on those set pieces. Uh, either way, um, you go to, you fast forward to this past Saturday and it was pretty shitty. So, so I mean, like. Um, I think it's a problem. That being said, we probably could have give could have given up another five goals, um, and, and we honestly should have given up a couple more. Um, and those were not offset pieces. And so I don't know if the issue really is the set pieces when it comes to Saturday. Um, but look, I, I don't know if it's like that's the fundamental flaw in our in in our in our play. I wouldn't really. I don't know. I do Saison think we kind of the issue. Kind of check out a little bit after it's two zero. So I think it kind of the worst made it get worse. Like the worst it got, it precipitated us playing even worse. If right. that makes sense. Mm. Um, so I, I mean, I think I do think that that spotting them two so quickly is kind of demoralizing. And on the fifth game in fifteen uh, days, and on away away from home, um, I think there kind of was a point where you could see where they kind of just read off the game. I mean, although I will say that when we were watching the game, it was pointed out that, you know, as early as the 70th minute, we were playing like it was the 85th. Yeah. yeah. Which was kind of nice to see. It didn't work. Um, We didn't like, I don't think we checked out of the game. I think we just got into desperation mode where we needed to claw back a goal. And I I admire that, but yeah, I mean, you know, those goals were attributed to some pretty, poor marking in the box where well, the first one was Aaron Long, Aaron Long yeah. mistakenly it's just a very bad um uh who I don't know I don't even remember who scored Fanny just very poor marking mm-hmm. and then the second one um I don't even know what happened K- Kamar lost his mark was I that think it Fidel's involved as well and and it gets headed across and that's when Rosanya playing only his third game uh nods in um from basically point blank range so uh clearly the answer folks is if we just sign a 45 year old right back we'll win all the games <laughs> so i mean la galaxy right <laughs> yeah um if only we'd signed bakri sanya we could be in sixth place but um yeah i mean i think it's a it's a poor performance on the whole i mean i think it's i think it's Honestly, it's just kind of one of those games that's forgettable. Um, we really lucked out in that all the results went our way, so we don't have to really care about this game. That's I think. true. It every city lost to Columbus, and they could have lost by more. And then Atlanta lost on Sunday to so, DC. Yeah, to DC. And the fact that Montreal beat us means that DC didn't really gain that much ground. We so, got the best of all worlds. It's kind of like everything <laughs> in this match week evened out. So I think the guys can take a break, take their week off, and then the, the national team guys are staying at home, playing at MetLife, and then in Nashville. Uh, congrats to Aaron Long, by the way, on his first cap. Um, and then get back for a game on the 16th in D.C. Um, I do, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think it does seem like they're just kind of at wit's end. Big, uh, just being fifth game in 15 days. Big brain mentality is to lose this game so that DC can beat Atlanta so that we are still first and then DC actually don't gain that much. Wow. It did work out kind of in a way. Chris Armas so. is galaxy brain brilliant. Our unlike galaxy percentage brain, odds like, did tick upwards after this, after all of this considered. Yeah. So. Are we are we number one in sports club stats now? Yeah. Yes. I think we were the week like after the Houston game too. But we, we st- I think, are by a little bit more now. Because we only have six games left. So it means the chances for City to catch us have dwindled. Means that uh, even though, you know, Atlanta on points per game is out of us, the same still kind of applies to them in a way. Um, but, 
yeah, I don't know. Anything you want to add about this Montreal game? I I mean, like, it's just, I think it's just really unfortunate that it came at the end of this stretch. If this Montreal game were where the Houston game were, and then we played Houston, got the same result at the end of, of this entire stretch, I think we'd feel really good about how we did. Yeah. Or better. That makes sense. You know? I mean, I think we left some points out there uh, in that five-game run. What was it? Eight. We got eight points out of 15. Yeah. Oh, I, that's what I saw somebody say that. Yeah. I think Lens. We dropped. Our good friend Lens. So we dropped uh, at NYCFC. We dropped Montreal. At, at Montreal. Dropped where else? Um, Vancouver. Vancouver. Although I didn't really consider that. Point, 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 win. 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 Yeah. That's it's not bad. Yeah, point, it could one, be better. One, yeah. but. So that's eight points. I mean, I think we, I would have been really happy with, or not really happy. I would have been content with, uh, you know, whatever. You know, I think over nine points, I would have been happy. So like ten, uh, I think would have been would have gotten the job done. Uh, like we 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 did. You know, all things considered, it's fine. Um, but when you watch the games, like I think we left a couple points on the table when it came to City, obviously. Um, and you know maybe <laughs> yeah, but we we took out two of city's players doing it <laughs> yeah and i think that if you know uh i was a little too optimistic i think we were all a little too optimistic about montreal and at least hoping for a draw but but yeah i mean 10 points would have been great um but yeah. eight points is fine yeah i mean i think we're close enough to two ppg during this stretch where i'm i'm totally content with where we are especially knowing that atlanta lost to dc yeah only thing i'll say maybe is that Armist did throw out Brian White um, again on Saturday with BWP on the field. And uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it worked. I don't think it looked as bad as you thought it did, I though. think White looked like a more like a USL player on Saturday than he did on Wednesday. where he was I think there was like respect. one play that you're thinking of, and I'm thinking of it as well, where he gets the ball at his feet, but then just kind of like isn't able to do anything with oh, it. I remember that one. And he like takes a step, but then just gets totally beat by the defender. And he's like on the right side of the box. And, yeah. And, they, and he just like clears it. The defender clears out, yeah. it away. He um, just got like brushed off extremely casually. And I yeah. was just like, he just, I don't know. I, I, I think... The Houston game was perfect for him. Maybe we'll see more spots or something. Like that. But if we're chasing a game, I don't, I don't know. My my issue with that game is that it felt it just felt like there was nothing. And maybe that was part of the strategy: is that we were going to just bomb up long balls to the attack and just see what they could do with it. Um, but it felt very similar to that city game where there was really no connection between the, the defense and mm-hmm. the attack. And it felt like we just threw on a bunch of attackers who pushed forward very, very hard, but like we were never able to get through the midfield. And I partially attribute that to Montreal, just having a very solid core in defense in the defensive midfielders stepped up in that, in that way. But also like we didn't try to really like, we kind of tried to circumvent that by going for long balls which is just more frustrating to watch for like 40 minutes we also, I, I agree that it's frustrating to watch but i also think that's the ideal way with which we should play in our on our roster um uh i just want chris to know chris i know you're listening to this uh call up my big man anatole yeah i think a bong would have been a better move than white here. i just don't think brian white's the type of guy that is gonna really like i don't stand think he- out when these long balls are thrown up you know into the attacking yeah i think he has kind of a similar dimension to bwp even when we were watching him during the houston game i just thought if he played with bwp they all run into the same same routes Mm -hmm. um whereas i think someone like you know aban obviously has has his height and i I dream of kaku lobbing balls up into the box team of anatola bongs um we should mention we haven't actually said it i don't think yet that tyler adams wasn't there he did not travel because he played every other game in this stretch leading and up probably this also signed for RB Leipzig in the meantime. Nope, shut up. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. For, for January. Goat and Woat. Tyler Adams no. is a goat. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. There's, for no, not there's no goats. Whoa, that was a rough game. Um I don't think anybody stood up. I don't give a shit. Uh, I, everyone was pretty bad. Uh, everybody I, everybody had a bad, a very bad moment at one point or another. I'm gonna give a tisk tisk quote to Aaron Long. Um because it's got to be better. I don't know. Sure, whatever. Works for me. Segment two, I guess we're talking about DC. That's in two weeks from now. Uh, we're not going to have an episode next week. We're taking next week off. 
so we have, and we have international break yeah, as well. Yes. Yeah, we have to do our our uh, other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do one every week, but right. Yeah, of course. My, Sam my Sam has to do his podcast. his Melbourne heart uh, or city podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have to do our, our. I have to do my Korean national team one. RB Brazil. Actually, we we are the only still existing RB Ghana podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, join us after the break. Segment two of episode 109 would be from 202. So thanks to Atlanta and City's losses over the weekend, nothing's changed after after Wednesday. I guess we still haven't spoken to anyone since Wednesday, but we are still in first place. 55 points uh, with now an extra game played. How weird is that? It's the end of the world, folks. 28 games games played. For 1.96 points per game. Are the games this weekend or next weekend? Uh, this weekend, right? And there's a game tomorrow. City plays tomorrow. Yeah. In a test of their resolve to see if they can keep losing. Because they are <laughs> playing New England, who also similarly refuses to win. So that's going to be... If they if they lose tomorrow, they're going to be... They're gonna be in real trouble. Well, like, they have to also the play the resurgent DC. Well, yeah, so before they play or before we play. City's them. in third place. They have forty-eight points, so we are now seven points ahead of them. One they game. do have a game in hand. So if they were to win on Wednesday, which would I think basically be their point game in hand, they would be only four points back of us. But here's the thing: they they have to play DC on Saturday again, and then everyone who. A bunch of guys who were red carded in our game, I think, well, a 40, I guess, is a go- away on international break. And a bunch of their guys who were injured or something, they're, they're losing a bunch of people to international call-ups. And they've still got residual injuries, even though their red card suspensions will have been served by then. So and they're DC's gonna be, going all out. Yeah, they're going to be in bad shape because DC does not have a midweek game this week. They have a full week to rest to play them. So... This is setting up for me to be extremely mad when we record in two weeks and I report that somehow NYCFC got two bullshit wins. <laughs> Frank Lampard came back and scored two goals off of his butt. Um, do, do you mean Amagat accidentally just like shaved or something? <laughs> but uh, Columbus is in fourth with 43 points. Uh, it, it would take... It would still take a pretty big city implosion for Columbus to catch them. But then Philly's I think Philly's going to catch Columbus with forty points, only three points behind Columbus. Yeah, and then Montreal still holding strong in six. Maybe strong is overstating it, but they're in six with thirty-six points. DC United is in seventh with thirty points and three, three games, games in, hand in hand on Montreal. DC United, of course, are our next opponent. But here's the thing, folks. We our next game is on the 16th. We're gonna have what? 
12 days off or something yeah. until then. Yeah, today's the 4th. Um, DC is playing Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, every every week except for this Wednesday. So starting Saturday, they're saying Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, uh, Wednesday, and then playing us. They're gonna they're going to be through a really tough stretch of games and really tested here. So even though it's in DC, we should have a solid chance here. I think we're gonna be rested. We're gonna have regrouped, kind of gathered, and. DC will have been going completely all out against teams that are closer to them. And, I mean, get, you know, of course it's the Atlantic Cup. They'll want to beat us no matter what. But if I'm DC, Steve, I'm looking at the schedule and saying <laughs> the points to be pit- take- taken are before we play the Red Bulls. We really need to capitalize on a slumping, you know, NYCFC and, like, these more mid-table teams. Well, the other game they have is against Minnesota. And okay. it's at home, and yeah. Minnesota is not very good. So, so I mean, like, I feel like this is the type of game where they could maybe rest Rooney, and I think they would want a fully, you know, ready to go Rooney to take on the Red Bulls uh, in DC. I mean, I don't it, know. It, Minnesota I think are pretty that, mediocre now, but they're like not uh, bad. Mediocre, I would say. Well, what what are they now? I mean, I don't even know what the, the what it, the table looks like in the West. I mean, they're ninth place with twenty nine points. Yeah, but it's it's ugly. Then that's bad. They're worse than DC. That and that does like I feel like I haven't said that in a while. By only a team. game. Uh, yeah, but still, like on they're they've been unconvincing, and they're at, they're at a point where they're so far back. Minnesota put can show up and put five past LAFC though. But so they're, I'm saying like they're they're if you sleep on them, you sleep on them at their peril. If I'm DC, I would almost rather ensure that we get points against Minnesota at home rather than gamble as it were against the Red Bulls who are going for a buy. I th- I think that if you can beat Atlanta 3-1 at home, which yeah. is a fucking shocker and I I am just very still very surprised by that on on the one hand. Um I mean like I I think that I would look at that squad and be like, yeah, we could take down Red Bull for sure. Um we we could do so if we're healthy and we're rested. And so they look at that Wednesday game and they take a risk. I mean, I think that's the thing that you'd want to do to make a to make a run into the playoffs is you know you 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 have you can afford to to beat Atlanta. I think if you start someone like Maddox, you could also um, have thirty minutes Rooney, like right, and you can throw him in in the second half if you need to. But but I you know I don't think they would need to against this team. Uh, so I think they could comfortably do it and then take on the Red Bulls. You know, I think with. A, a, a relatively rested 11, especially when it comes to the attack. Well, regardless, the good news is that we have a shot at MLS Cup no matter what, right? Oh, that's true. We have officially clinched playoffs. I forgot about that. We are the first team, the only team <laughs> to have clinched playoffs. It's our ninth consecutive playoff appearance. No matter what, we will at least be in the sixth seed. Uh, reminder also that we already have five more points than we did last year. So, um, I think by transitive property or, or Chris Armas is already a better coach. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Cause we have like a multiplier of Armas. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, but another last standings note, I guess on that is that Toronto lost again. They're done. So Toronto done. is 27 points on, uh, 27 games. They lost at home against LAFC, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so they're, they're they're for I think they're for sure out. They lost two critical games against DC United and Montreal here. Yeah. So it's it's going to be tough for them. And we get to play them. Yeah, hope and it'll be really frustrating if we don't get those three points there. Yeah, we. But <laughs> I hope they show up against Atlanta final game of the season though. Um, hopefully it will be moot by then though. Hopefully it matters to them. I don't yeah. know. So um, let's go to emails, I guess, because the game is so far in advance. Salute to anyone going to this game, by the way. I was even telling people that I was going to get on the bus to go to this game for Sunday, the 16th at 1 p.m., until I realized that the pickup is going to be at 6.30 a.m. And I don't know if I'm, I'm trying to do that on my Sunday. So I'll sorry. wake you up, Britt. Nope. I'll give you a wake-up call. Nope. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going. No. No, I'm on my international break. Okay, yeah. fine. So. I will go. Are you? You have to. Wait. That's like when the trains are still only running like every twenty minutes. Then. Yeah. Like. I just insane. have to get to Midtown. God. 
5.30 a.m., Jeremy. That's insane. <laughs> the city is quiet then, too, so it's like... That's, that's not nice. the issue. It's not no. the sound that's the issue. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> no. I mean, like, that's such a ridiculous like the subway is quiet. You'll get a seat. I mean, like, okay, you can get a seat most times. That so are not streets are empty. It's anyway, kinda, don't it's we have nice so to we, walk we've around got, at like five thirty? Salute to everybody morning. but Peaches who's yeah. going. Yeah, we, on the we bus. yeah we take it back. Uh, we have a question from Gabe Tatcherman, titled "Set Piece Defense." He says, has zone marking gone too far? We look lost defending corners and set pieces. Parker, in particular, seems to be getting beaten a lot more often than earlier in the season. You know what I haven't seen a lot of this year? Mm-hmm. Are Bradley Wright Phillips headers it's from true. the New York mm. Post. You remember how we like those com- clearances? We, we yeah, commented yeah, yeah. on those like all, all of last year. Like there was w- at least once a game once Brad a game. would have a good clearance. And that's been replaced by the Kaku Nutmeg. As mm. being the once a game thing, um, we have to sacrifice one for the other. Yeah, yeah, you can't have both. And, and as I our think season it's is okay, as our season is going better, like it definitively is better than last season. Maybe I take the nutmeg. Uh, I do take the nutmeg, and yeah. so we. T- I, I I talked about zonal marking for a little bit in the last segment, but what I er, there was one time after the uh vancouver game because we had talked about it a little bit there because we were like what the fuck happened on those set pieces Mm -hmm. and and like i think specifically like shep and steve in the on the msg team were like being very critical well shep was i think just in particular shep being very critical of zone the zonal marking they're playing zone yeah 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 exactly um and so what i did during that last episode is i tried to look at some footage of like other instances when we were defending set pieces in the box. You watch the boxes. Tape. And I, well, I tried to find highlights, but we don't really have a lot of defensive highlights uh, <laughs> because we were scoring all the time, obviously. I mean, actually though, uh, but like um, I, I couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I genuinely don't know and haven't been paying close enough attention to us actually zonal marking all season to right. really have a full opinion on it. You probably like, like I like I want to be like yeah absolutely based on the last two performances it's been crap but like I it hasn't been noticeable enough in other games for me to really be like wow is this like a fundamental flaw in our season? You have probably to have to go through the footage on like condensed matches. Yeah, it have, you have yeah. to like go through it, yeah and watch every freaking and corner. We would never put the effort into our podcast. Yeah, sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm in a similar boat where the early parts of the season, I honestly was not paying attention <laughs> to it because we were not conceding on set pieces. Or, or if we were, we would concede, but it'd be on these like golazos from like, like yeah. the tie, like, yeah, yeah, clearances to the end, end of the box, and then something would fucking happen. Like yeah. that, it'd be like that. Um, or like um, in the SKC game, there was a, wasn't there a clearance that went out to. Um, Yes, Espinoza. what's his name? Yes, Espinosa, and he has a lot of space and has oh, a wonderful and he shot. Has a goal also, yeah. So, like, I feel like it's like that shit happens. It's not like um, really like in the box headers. Yeah. Uh, but, but like, I don't know. Now, I feel like I, I want to want to keep an extra close eye on this, uh, and I feel like this whole fan base mm-hmm. is, and it's going to become scrutinized the way we defend on set pieces, and I and I guess rightfully so. If this is an issue in the last few games, I think that I don't necessarily think if. Uh, the, the zonal uh, aspect of the marking is um, the issue. I, I, I think that we probably play with a little bit more nuance and just these guys have this zone. Um, I think we're just losing a lot of aerial battles against big, strong no, see, guys. The thing is, if you look at the goals, the one thing I do know about is watching the goals that we have conceded recently. If you look at them, they're actually not really Great. that much yeah. aerial battles. It okay. is... Like but that's, people mistiming headers, but and not even like necessarily being in within touching distance. Okay, so I would say guys. that that's like part of the aerial battle in terms no, but of it's positioning not, and timing. Yeah, but it's part of the positioning is like being assigned, like being rooted to a spot. Like if you look, I think especially at the first Vancouver goal that Waston scores, Tim Parker, I don't think moves at all. He's standing there, and that's like his zone. He's been assigned, and he mistimes the header. So he's not losing a one-on-one battle with Waston. Waston was just standing. Oh, in, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's it's not that Waston had better timing. It's that uh, you know Parker had uh, the wrong positioning there and didn't realize he he wasn't tracking the ball in the same kind of way. I think we are better. We seem to be better man marking at least at least you know marking or making sure the other guys put off on the header because we don't seem to be very good at timing these headers just from a standstill. 
However, I will say that in our general desire to avoid talking about Montreal too much, we did not mention that Parker was not even on the field. So um, can't can't be put at fault for that, you have to say. I don't know. So I think it's a mixed bag. I mean, I think if the big takeaway here is that it's going to be under uh, you know a magnifying glass or a microscope or yeah, whatever. Especially yeah, especially and, and, and everyone's going to start watching these these set pieces with much more scrutiny. Um, now that we're number one, yeah. I mean, just because of the fuck, the way we've given up these goals recently. I, I would say like that Parker's just... lack of threat on goal scoring is conspicuous though given his build and the fact that he's up for every center uh, for every corner kick or set piece maybe he's it's really right. Aaron I, Long I, who's the threat yeah I was gonna say in addition to, like I, I feel like winning um these kind of battles of position and timing in the air is probably congruent to how many corners we score on and I don't think our center backs necessarily are set up to do that very well um I'm not necessarily sure that either of them are great great people to battle in the air i'm sure that parker will put you off more maybe than aaron would but long even gets then, on the end of a lot of I offensive he, he, set pieces I, I, yeah he i think score aaron, them a lot but. i think aaron long's better at positioning himself um but yeah i don't i don't i don't know what happened like against montreal so. I, but i i i don't know i think that it, yeah well it, as Britt said aaron long does find himself you know, on uh, getting to headers when he comes up for corners. Uh, I think it's just refining the, you know, that ability a little bit more and in, in putting more um, of these chances on net. I feel like he's hit a few that are just a little too high, mm-hmm. um, a, little, a little too wide. Um, but I feel like that's not the issue. I just, uh, but I think defensively, I don't know if it's the tactics or it's the actual just like individuals that are f- failing um in those in those instances um but like what we did in the vancouver game was that um we saw the failure of of zonal marking in the first goal um and then what we did is we had somebody marking kendall waston um for the remainder of the set pieces uh, i think it was like out they put alex mwil to like to man mark him with it within the zonal marking um and, 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 and it worked um, until it didn't, um, obviously. Um, but like, you know, there was, you know, an adjustment to it. I think that, you know, Chris and, and the team are, are being responsive sure. you know, to that. So I'll give him credit to some extent, but I mean, I feel like, do, I don't know. I don't know if it was a meltdown in Montreal or if it was like a fundamental issue with the zonal marking. Right. So it's a good question. I, I, I honestly, I've, it's, you know, I'm no expert on the fucking tactics, do you, but, it, but it will make me want to, you know, watch much more closely do, coming forward. Do forward. you have more fear now when we go up against maybe a particularly tall number nine or a strong center back pairing when we have a game where we're expecting to defend set pieces? Like, is this a worry going forward? I'm like, Probably, no more. Yeah. I'm no more worried than I've been worried. I feel like I've had concerns in the past, but like, um, we've, held our own against formidable okay. pairings like in SKC. It um, does have the faint whiff of something that is being figured out after a long season and Greg Berhalter is going to just somehow have, get the crew <laughs> to have 80 corner kicks in a playoff series <laughs> against Fuck. us. And then Jesse's artist just yeah. fucking scores um, a hat trick of headers. I, I think it'll hap- it'll have to happen one more time for me to be worried about this as a trend, but I think it's something the coaching staff should definitely look out for. And to their credit, they did say that. So we've got a Benny question this week. It is titled, which would be a better rearrangement? One, Brizos gets moved right next to the 102 slash 202 area. Or two, the discount jersey rack gets moved to the tailgate parking lot. See, this is is tough because as much as I love getting my discount Dane Richards and Rafa Marquez and Dilly Duca jerseys and jerseys, yeah. Um, do you think they even made a Dilly Duca jersey? Yes. Yeah, probably. No. Uh, no, I don't think so. Do you think they I'd have any that. Anthony Would, Wallace jerseys? If you were in charge... I, you know what? I feel like I do remember seeing one of those. <laughs> if you were in charge of the bull shop... I wonder if there's a policy of like a minimum amount of jerseys they have to make. But would you have made a Dilly Duca jersey? I think they I pre-make have. some players. Um, but those are only like the top five players that we have. So and at Dilly one Duke point, are you saying Dilly Duke is not not a top five Red Bull player? Of 20, um, well, if I had to pick between Mike Grella and Dilly Duke, <laughs> twenty seventeen. Given the the things that are still on those racks, 
Uh, it seems at one point, probably, I guess 2015, or probably, it was probably 2016, Felipe was one of those guys that they pre-selected because they've got a lot of those Felipe kits mm. around there still. Um, which makes sense because Felipe was always, always, was a very in-between player. And what, you wouldn't necessarily get his jersey. You'd Fan appreciate favorite, it. But he was, you know, he made the billboards and he was the, a cult favorite. The media the representation of our but team. But would you get his jersey? Nah, I don't know. No, not probably really not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, though, as much as I love Brisas, uh, we literally live in a uh, crawl space between 102 and 101. This is true. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to be displaced by the. We actually the we live so you know how there's like um there's there's, 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 a, there's a roof space you know, the the roof above all of the mm-hmm. vendors um in between the mm-hmm. in between the upper and lower bowl we the concourse we yeah we, no 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 it's not a concourse it's just like it, when you walk up to to two o two it's also an ethereal space it's, it's just like, like it's yeah. well it's it's our home uh, I don't want to you know get displaced you can have to yeah. But so. but but that being said, um, I'm a loyal roof. I'm a, I'm a loyal uh, uh, Brizas Brizas Ultra. Yeah, Brizasista. Yeah, something like that. Uh, anyway, gone to every game, um, and I do wait in that line all the way. At, at it the, is at the notable midfield. how much longer it is. They need to open they, another stand. They yeah. snake the line too. They they, yeah, they like they're very e- efficient. The hype has caught on. They, yeah, I hope that they do more things like this. Anything to make Brisas more accessible yeah. to me mm-hmm. on on game day, uh, I am in support of. Um, and so, moving it between one hundred two and uh, two hundred two is mm-hmm. a fantastic. I idea. would go one step further and have the Brisas man hand out empanadas. The Brisas man, yeah, the Brisas, Mr. Brisas, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Brisas himself. Just have just him and Juan empanada just <laughs> walking around. <laughs> Yeah, oh. Juan didn't know he signed up for an unpaid internship when he <laughs> showed up that one day. Uh, new sauce alert. Oh, yeah, um, the Rosada. The pink sauce. Oh, yeah. I, uh, did anyone have it? Yes. Early favorite, I'd say. I think wow. it's the best yeah. of, the, of the three. Uh, because what, I, because it, it has like? heat. It's, it's, like it's kind of like an aioli, uh, spicy aioli. All right. Um, uh, I, they mentioned what was in it. I totally forgot. But but it, it has a little bit of a kick, which is nice. It's not like the red hot sauce, which I don't think is very good. Right. Um, and I like the green, but it's not spicy enough. It has like everything but the spice. So mm-hmm. I feel like if you mix the green and the pink, that's the winning combination. Mm-hmm. I like the pink one. I, th- I, I, I think it might be a bit greasy as it's nearly. It, but, it is. Um, like, yeah, I just want a sauce that has like a good kick to it and has like a nice it has this kind of like nice lactic flavor to it i think it's from probably whatever they made the the creamy part from so it, it provides a lot of depth and cuts through all the fatty parts of this empanada i'm a big fan of the pink one all right wow well there you go we want we i will be happily displaced by just an entire vat of the pink sauce so that works. Brisa sponsor the show. <laughs> Actually, no, that, that sounds like it would entail some sort of responsibility. No, it's just us eating 15 empanadas. Also means that we probably we'll have can't. assets to be sued for, so no thanks. Yeah, right. We probably can't stream music anymore. No, this, so this is, this is going to be... Um, remember how we did that Hot Ones episode in the first season? We'll do that with empanadas. I don't, do, I don't, mean, I don't want to remember. You mean warm things? <laughs> spicy <not hot> spicy <laughs> things? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we lost you lost the video for that, so no one even saw that. No, they didn't see it, but they heard it on the episode. It's like that a, was our ASMR, ASMR nightmare yeah. <laughs> in two or two. ASMR gone wrong. <laughs> it's just the whole. It's like instead of there being a million Johnny Johnny Yes videos, it's a million different takes on two or two eats chicken wings smacks loudly. You know what it ended up happening? That just ended up being a recording of a. Of me crying. What the, <laughs> the, the chicken wings? Oh yeah, that's oh, true. Good God. Uh. All right. Well, since we're not gonna uh, record next week, I don't know. Do you have any burning thoughts you want to drop about DC? I don't want to get too into it since it's so far away. But um, we should at least offer an opportunity if you got if you got anything you really want to say. Look, full team. I want the best eleven out there. Um, I know we have a lot, a lot of people on, on international duty. It's like eight or nine players, right? Um, going to the respective teams. Mm-hmm. We have Etienne, we have Etienne, Caceres, um, Parker, uh, Parker, Long, Long Adams, Adams um, Taxi, Taxi, 
Amir. Um, Amir. Fidel. Fidel. And then. Did we say Did, did yeah. yeah. Did Kaku get one? Oh, for I Paraguay? Know. I don't think so. So eight. Giannis. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that doesn't really count. Nice. Two. It's just an RB2 Still player. Still two. Yeah. Officially. But eight. It's pretty amazing. Hopefully. Yeah. That's um, some big club shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big club energy. Big club energy. Well, I hope that they um, come back inspired, energetic, mm-hmm. uh, and ready to go for DC because uh, I want the best 11 out there. Um, but, I mean, I feel like everything's yeah. pointing to us uh, getting another result uh, yes. because we got one in much shittier conditions um, on a weekday away match um, a, a mm-hmm. month and a half ago. And so I feel like we can do the same, you know, uh, in, in a couple Sundays. Everyone donate rolls of saran wrap to Sean Ruiz that he can wrap all of our poison <laughs> before they arrive to <laughs> Spicy Dave. Or even bubble wrap. Go all the way. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. So go to GoFundMe.com. Slash. <laughs> um, I have one last burning one. BWP. I know Thierry was watching last time, but if you complete the Henri Man United goal this time, that'd be much Ooh. appreciated. Yeah, not bad. And then do maybe the, the Tottenham slide finish. Mm. Although that that really is that's really more of a that should really be saved for the third rail if if it ever gets done <laughs> to be honest yeah all right uh, any other burning thoughts no three two one all right at view from two predictions uh, oh, one yeah, so uh, another one no okay. win that's it um, how much did you beat me in f- six one mm. <laughs> mm. we oh, win yeah. six one uh, I'll <laughs> go two one. Because you already did one, no. So, all right. So now that's actually it. Uh, contact at viewfrom202.com. Thank you to our uh, very good questions we received this week. We will always take more. Uh, viewfrom202.com and hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, I guess too. See you in two weeks. Uh, back on my bullshit. I'm packing a full clip. I'm trickle bitch. Get back for my pull it and let it rip. Uh, hit your wolf on the hip up. My Glock it don't hiccup. You better get the grip and no slip up. Now put your hands where my eyes can see like it's a stick up. Make more false movie getting lit up. Cause I don't give a fuck like Bishop. I'm crazy like a redneck in the pickup. Shit get ugly like Sean say billups. Hold up, let me fill up. My cup was a fine wine. Yo, bitch wanna fuck. All I gotta do is find time. But I just really want that Einstein. Yeah. But fucking watch it the way back like a Thursday on my timeline. Swear I'm so out of my mind, the only one of my kind. Between me and you's a fine line. I sell rhymes like dimes and leave MF's doom. Since my first tunes, I've been raising hell from the tombs. Look, I'm getting hotter every June. You say you with the smoke, well, I'm with the heavy fumes. You got goons, I got goons. Everybody got goons. Question is, do you got the cahoons? You niggas goons. I really need to stop the buffoonery before I take it back on them stars. Snatching they jewelry You niggas talk tough But that shit don't be fooling me Fuck around And this first gon' be in your eulogy This the type of shit I do usually I move indubitably And put these words together so beautifully While I beat the beaters so brutally Like cops in my community Abusing diplomatic immunity Said I'm soon to be the greatest in your top five Cause when I drop Watch the rest drop just like flies They be shook when a nigga like me on the rise Cause I ain't afraid to look a lion king up in his eyes Nigga, what? Once it came to a god, uh, feeling like the realest motherfucker alive. Uh, kill a nigga for I let him push me aside. Cause bitch, I'm trying to break even, even over the eyes, nigga. Uh, but what's the king to a god? Uh, feeling like the realest motherfucker alive. Uh, kill a nigga for I let him push me aside. Cause bitch, I'm trying to break even, even over the eyes, nigga. <laughs> let that shit breathe. Hold up, let that shit breathe. <laughs> yeah. How many pieces I'm eating forbidden fresh fruit 16 pieces, the sweetest I feast on flesh too Versus bulletproof on the chessboard, pick your best move I already made mine, where's the next loop? 100 plus miles, I'm turning frowns upside down Using every tool to close these tools like King Tuck right now I'm cutting ties, then cufflinks might bounce Until the ground, feel the urgency to bury me or worry my spouse All is sleeping, I'm wide aroused 
come right around, find Chinas in Chinatown, find dining with lighter sounds. That's for the spliff, nobody make a sound. I came to wipe these babies down with nothing less than Egyptian cotton for towels for cotton picking, no doubt. This little nigga just turned big nigga, you now are tuned into the era where we better than who's around. Fuck, try to give up the pounds. I told y'all niggas once and only now. I think I'm going psycho for the sound, only cycles I see around. Go round and round like a new carousel. What's a king to a god? Differences, one of them don't compare themselves. I'm only here to make a name plus generational wealth. No kidding, New York state of mind. I guess it was written. I'm out in Queens after I handle my business. I'm too ambitious and I've been flipping physics way before I met critics. So what you saying to the dead of the living? God, buddy, yeah. But what's a king to a god? Feeling like the realest motherfucker alive. Kill a nigga before I let him push me aside. Cause bitch, I'm trying to break even, even over the odds, nigga. Yeah, but what's a king to a god? Feeling like the realest motherfucker alive. Kill a nigga before I let him push me aside. Cause bitch, I'm trying to break even, even over the odds, nigga.